This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today. Off Scripts Time Capsule. Rating and ranking the years that have shaped us. I'm Robbie Greenfield and alongside me is Chris McCarty and Sona Rapani. Working our way through the years, we'll highlight world events, cultural achievements and the stories that have been forgotten. 2004 in the world of the time capsule. Big year for tech. It was the year that Facebook was, was founded. It? I remember. You've it, all seen the social network, I take it? Yeah. And it's I remember because I was in college in the US, it started in the Ivy League schools. Mm. So it started really exclusively where I think it started at Harvard, but then pretty quickly went to a couple of the other super elite schools. So schools were vying to get in. There was so much excitement about it. So I remember when my school got into that group and everybody got on it overnight. You, you actually remember the buzz yeah. in the States? Yeah. Wow. Because when you were in college at that time, it was such a big deal. Like everybody was talking about it. When did you open a Facebook account? Oh, it must have been... Sometime, what, 2004 or five? You were an early adopter. Yeah. I only joined when I I like how surprised you are that I'd be an early adopter at anything. No, no, but I I, didn't even... (laughs) Listen, I wasn't even aware of Facebook until at least 2006. Yeah, I mean, it was such a... Because it did start in the kind of college campus community within the U.S., And again, it would be one school added at a time until eventually they opened it up to everybody. It was such an innocent little platform back then, wasn't it? You know, you post all sorts of nonsense on it. I shudder to think what's up on that. It felt because it was before the news feed, it all felt so private Mm. that you would just write the most, like you said, nonsense Mm. publicly to your friends. You would poke people. It seemed like, exactly. That's most yeah. of the, all I really did was poke friends. <laughs> I mean, yeah. read into that what you will. Yeah, I was going to essentially, <laughs> and then they would poke Careful. me back. Yeah, it was well, bizarre, not, wasn't it? I, but you, you, you surely you did that as well. I can't say I did. You come on, I, you never poked somebody. Uh, no. Not, not when it comes to Facebook. I was a late adopter <laughs> on that. I was a late adopter of it. 2000. He was post-poke. I was, I was very much post-poke. I only got on board the bandwagon because I, I kind of turned my nose up at it. The only reason I, I jumped on Facebook 2010 laterally was when I moved to the UAE when it made sense. Mm. You know, all the friends that I wanted to speak to they were in my little town, yeah. little village, yeah. you know. I was at an age where everyone was kind of close to hand. So 2004 was Sonal's adopter. You adopted it in 2006. And Chris was 2016, by all accounts. <laughs> 2010. Uh, some notable quotes from the year. You're fired, Mr. Oh, Donald Trump. Chris. Not that, yeah. And uh, got a quiz question for you. Who is this mystery wordsmith? That's hot. 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 Let's not be sad about this. No, Timothy not. had a, an incredibly long life, longer than most people would want to live, I think, especially if you're a tortoise. Indeed. Because your life isn't exactly... I mean, it's basically your box to the lettuce bed, yeah. you know. I mean, that's astonishing. Campground workers at the Baker Lake Resort on Washington State's Puget Sound were surprised to find a black bear passed out and surrounded by three dozen cans of a certain adult beverage. (laughs) The animal had swiped the suds from campers' coolers and seemed to take a liking to the local brew, which was, the free plug here, Rainier. Yeah. Um, The bear was chased away, only to return the next day looking for some more, I think. Wildlife agents ensnared him with honey, (laughs) donuts and more of the refreshing hops. 
So the bear like a was, Homer bear. Yeah, a yeah. Homer bear. Yeah, um, which I thought was good. Um, it was Splitsville for Barbie and Ken in 2004. It was a, a year, actually, which saw the end of many high-profile relationships. It was the demise of Benefer. Remember them? Yeah, until they rekindled. Yeah, they rekindled. Oh, back. yeah. Okay, I didn't realise that. Became like a million pesetas. He looks better than he did back then. Yeah, probably does. Yeah, he does. And she's obviously aged well. Paris Hilton and Nick Carter said permanent goodbyes. And Britney Spears and her first husband lasted 55 hours. Oh, yeah. He was a funny-looking bloke. Her first Kevin, hobby. wasn't it? No. Kevin, was that the first? No, it was the second. Oh, okay. Anyway, the, uh, the, the plastic toy couple called it quits after more than 40 years of dating and apparently an executive said they remained friends. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the point in breaking them up? I don't understand. So I don't wait, know why. Maybe that, it was probably some progressive. Still together. It was probably to appeal to, you know, single singletons maybe. Singletons. Yeah. You've just used that yeah, word. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, last story from 2004, a distraught Australian woman used cell phone text messages to persuade a repentant thief to return her stolen car. Lee Alaban had her Holden Commodore sedan stolen while she was at work. On Aus- and uh, according to Australia's Daily Telegraph, her 13-year-old son's cell phone was in the car, so she sent text messages to the thief. She explained that the car was a gift from her dad shortly before he passed Aww. away, and that presents for her son's birthday, which was on the following day, were in its trunk. They exchanged a couple of messages... He started apologising. She felt like she was getting through. Next thing, she got a text saying he will return the car. So he wrote her a message saying, here's where you'll find it. He abandoned it in a parking lot. But unfortunately, he stole the cell phone and the birthday presents. Oh, the birthday presents. The cell phone is one thing. Why do you got to take a kid's birthday presents? (laughs) I like that. He repented, but not fully. (laughs) It's like, look, listen, I'm a thief. I've got to do what I do. Um, I've got to steal something. Uh, you can have the car back, you know, have that. I'll take the almost worthless presents, though. Well, you never know. He might <laughs> so have I can't a, not steal anything. Might have got a super soaker. You might have got a new PlayStation. Potentially, yeah. Because yeah. he clearly that, opened that, them. You're right. That had to have been the logic of it. Right. It's like, yeah. I can't have gone through all this effort for nothing. Yeah. I've got to return the car, yeah. her dead dad. But, yeah, that's totally it. <laughs> I'm a thief, Ergo, I steal. Yeah. <laughs> and he did just that. But I kind of feel that that's a good little story. Obviously, she's going to replace the yeah, presents. Yes, I think it's a nice story in the end. Nice. She was happy. She was delighted to get it back. She was. The year is 2004. Before we get to film, the answer to that little mystery wordsmith? Well, who do you think it was, Chris? I think it was Paris Hilton of from Simple Life. Of course it was. Of yeah. course it was. Yeah, it was Paris Hilton, yes. Yeah. Correct. Let's get straight into films, and we've started the tradition of all nominating our favourite from the year. Sonal, the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, this is one that went through some of the tropes of high school that I think don't really exist anymore, but it was just so clever. It was written by Tina Fey. It's one of the few movies I've watched more than once in life. Oh, and it had that? a lot of big names in it. Lindsay Lohan, of course, and um, Rachel McAdams. Indeed. As yes. well. Lindsay, of course, a Dubai resident. Take a listen. I'm 16. Until today, I was homeschooled. And then it was goodbye, Africa. And hello, high school. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Jess. This is Damien. Watch out! New meat coming through. This map shows the school's central nervous system, the cafeteria. You got your cool Asians, burnouts, jocks, the greatest people you will ever meet, and the worst. So you've never been to a real school before? Shut up. Shut up! I didn't say anything. Plastics. You know what? I did not know Tina Fey had her paw prints all over that. Yeah, that was all Tina Fey. Those tropes still exist, surely. I I don't think in the same way. Tropes of some sort exist, because tropes will always exist, because people are people, and there'll always be little gangs. Mm. I'm sure there are little gangs, but I wonder if anybody has kids in high school right now. I'm curious what that looks like now, because I don't think it's the same as the early 2000s. Jocks are still a thing. 
I can but guarantee are jocks that. Still cool. It used to be you had that like all American oh, high school yeah. movie where the footballer was the cool kid. I feel like I feel like you know, the tide has turned towards the nerdy, intelligent kids a little bit. Mm, I don't know. Or about the that. socially conscious. <laughs> The socially conscious, I would say. They do pipe up a lot more, but I think your sort of typical kind of high school 16-year-old jock is still the popular kid yeah, at school. Yeah, maybe. I have no idea. For throwing a ball, yeah. essentially. Yeah, listen, I, 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 listen, I don't agree with it. I'm just... And just, again, I don't know. I'm just guessing. In terms of my choice, this is a movie I've watched time and time and time again. It gets better the more you watch it. It stars Denzel Washington. It's this. In the silent time. People are going to appreciate that. 16 years of military experience, extensive counterterrorism work. What happened to your hand? It's birth defect. No, it's not. No more questions. That's it. Period. You hear me? Peter just wants to be friends. I regret that your profession needs to exist. So do I, Marjorie. Set in Mexico City. That is man on fire. Oh, my Lord, you're missing out. That is essentially, have you ever seen The Equalizer? No, isn't that also Denzel? Correct. It's basically (laughs) the same movie. (laughs) This is a knockoff of Denzel doing Denzel. Correct. Okay. And he's brilliant in Man on Fire. Mexico City looks incredible. He plays a, a bodyguard to a little girl who gets kidnapped, and then he just wages war on the city of Mexico. City. Wow, I'm keen to see that. That's the one I would definitely it's look very up. Very good. Um, my choice for film of the year is this one. You guys suck! Thank you. Nice, nice to be in Vegas. You should quit now. I think I'll take my chances in the tournament. Yeah, you will take your chances. That's what I just said. That's what I'm saying to you. All right. Touche. Vince Vaughn. You dig me? You do have brief moments where you're not completely... When I'm not completely what? Pathetic. Ben Stiller. We should meet. What? I said we should date. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> I'm not a massive Ben Stiller fan. I do think White Goodman That's is brilliant. his best character. From what was the gym called? Can't even remember the name of the uh, gym. Uh, it's uh, Global uh, Globo Gym or something. Yeah. That was it. Uh, yeah, it was just a fun film. I saw it recently actually, and it was actually inspired by Fast Food Nation. Believe it or not, the uh, the book turned film. Um, White Goodman's character, and this is a direct quote from Rawson Thurber, who directed it. Um, White, for White Goodman, he said to be sitting there with a donut and the car battery attached to his nipples. <laughs> that situation with food and sports, so much of our culture, it's already almost too surreal to satirise, he said. <laughs> Do you remember that? He, had, he, was, he was shocking himself whenever he touched the donut. And that's it. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't. <laughs> it's really funny. Well. Is it as good, however many years later... Um, you know, is it is it one of those movies that ages well? Because I always think about with the Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, those mm. that genre of movies that came out around this period of time. Yeah, Did age. Uh, it's. I think. It, look, I mean, it's not going to make my top ten list of movies of all time. I don't actually think this was a particularly good year. There's a lot of sequels of movies this year. I think Shrek Two. I think there was um, uh, Born Supremacy. Good movie. Um, there was Ocean's 12 that came out. There were a lot of movies that were basically the same as the ones that had been before. Mm. Um, and I watched it, and it's just, it's just a fun watch. It is. That's exactly it's, what it it's, is. It's, that's really all, it's all, all it is. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't give it too many Oscars, but no. it's, it's a fun watch. Producer Roger, I think for the second week in a row, he's gone for a zombie-themed movie here. Yeah, and this was good. So, what's the plan? Right. We take Pete's car, we drive over to Mum's, take care of Philip. I'm so sorry, Philip. Then we grab Mum, we go over to Liz's place, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. 
Why have you got to go to Lizzie's? Because I love her. All right. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. <laughs> right. It is Shaun of the Dead. Again, very good. It's just a good yarn. A zombie rom-com. Enjoy it. Yeah. I think you'd enjoy it, Sonal. Did you say a zombie rom-com? It's a zombie it rom-com, officially. <laughs> it's really good. Um... It was the other one where he plays a policeman. That was brilliant as well. Yeah, hot fuzz. Hot fuzz. That was fantastic as well with uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Indeed. Oh, yes. I love that film as well. Um, so those are our choices. What about other films of the year? Um, let's listen to another, another one starring all of those guys. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. And that is a scientific fact. Uh-huh. I don't know what we're yelling about! You're with us, Ron. What do you think? It's terrible! She has beautiful eyes and her hair smells like cinnamon! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve Carell there. <laughs> Steve Carell. And then you've obviously got Will Ferrell. Yeah, Anchorman. Yeah. I know it's I'm kind of with you. By the way, look up this guy, because I did earlier today, and he is the spitting image of Ron Burgundy. His name is Harold Green. And this is actually Harold Green, who was, he worked for KCST TV in San Diego during the mid-1970s. This is Green in action. Because of the growing shortage of adoptable children, some childless couples are now investigating the possibilities of test tube babies. That's him. Now, now mm. Green was convinced that Will Ferrell had based Ron Burgundy on him, and he actually confronted Ferrell to say, uh, is it based on me? Ferrell said no, and Green apparently didn't say, I don't believe you, and walks off. So there was no court cases or anything? No, 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 but Harold Green with an E. Check it out. It is unbelievable. It's uncanny how close he resembles. He knows. He knows he's Anchorman. Exactly. It's unbelievable. Harold Green. Um, Let's just listen to this little clip. This is 2004's British gangster thriller starring Daniel Craig. And a man who, well, he was launched into stardom and would ultimately go on to secure the role of 007. The directorial debut of Matthew Vaughan, who would Mm. then go on to direct X-Men, First Class and Kingsman. Indeed. Take a listen. I'm not a gangster. I'm a businessman. We work to a few golden rules. Keep a very low profile. Never be too greedy. Quit while you're ahead. You're going to need one of these. I mean, I hate guns. Although that one is really pretty. It's a good movie, that. Yeah, you never do find out the name of his character. No, you don't. Tom Hardy's in it as well. Sienna Miller. Mm. As well, I remember a very famous scene with her in it. So, yeah, if you haven't seen Layer Cake... Do check it out. It is on Netflix. Other films of the year, Million Dollar Baby, The Butterfly Effect, uh, Closer, The Aviator, Ocean's 12, Troy, Shrek 2, and The Born Supremacy. It is a bit of a meh nah, year. That's I, the best I, way to put it. There's none of those big blockbusters that make you really think, yeah. wow, that was an incredible film. And when we did, I think it was 1999, that was hailed as the last great year in American cinema. And I'm starting to see why, because mm-hmm. I think... The years that have followed it have just become a mishmash of sequels from established franchises and very predictable films. Mm. I think the really unique, creative, original films, yeah, you get one or two, but to have a year like 1999 where there were so many in one year, that is a thing of the past. Um, Okay, TV on May the 6th, 2004, Friends aired its final episode Mm -hmm. entitled The Last One. Quiz question for Chris. What is the last word uttered on Friends? Do you know it? Yeah. Gone. Chandler, where? They want to go for a coffee, and Chandler says... we got some time. Okay, should we get some coffee? Sure. Okay. Where? <laughs> Find a word on Friends. Yeah. Sorry I love how it. that gets such a big laugh. That sort of sums up Friends for me. Well, I think it was the emotions of everybody knowing it was the last line, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
And yeah. Yeah. I, I chuckled at that as well. I like the way he didn't even need the multiple choice. <laughs> I'd done how, probably, where, or go, but he didn't need them. Yeah. Uh, the other shows that launched this year, Entourage, Brilliant. Lost, mm. House, and Desperate Housewives. Yeah, Entourage is great. We'll move on to music. Website Pitchfork had this to say about the musical landscape in 2004. They said, As iPods continue to gain prominence, our self-determined playlists, increasingly consisting of recommendations by friends, websites, message boards and MP3 blogs, offer what commercial radio never could. No commercials, no song overplayed and no expletive Nickelback slow jams, <laughs> which I love. If ever there was a year to celebrate the single, this is it. The digitization they say, of music in that era also meant that indie ceased to be shorthand for independent because it was so mainstream by this mm. point. And pop also ceased to be shorthand for popular because of the way that music was finding different strands and different avenues into the public consciousness. I love that. Things like MP3 blogs. The industry was no longer controlled by a centralised... Love it. Uh, ...you know, juggernauts. Yeah. There were other ways with the digitisation of music for artists to, to get to get heard. So, Noel, your uh, recommendation for choice of the year music Yeah, I mean, I had to go a little bit alternative, I guess, or indie. I don't know what this would be classified as, but a little bit of Modest Mouse. All right, take a listen. This surprised me, this song. I can get bored with this. Yeah. Love this. I listen to so much Modest Mouse around this time. Is this one of those bands where you never listen to it again? I know. Was I mean, it I of hear its that time? This was definitely like their popular song. I listened to the whole album, but it, it's still like I could still listen to this, I think. It's a very good. Uh, the kind of the, the song is actually not familiar to me, but I do remember. Was this a sleeper hit? Did this do anything in the charts? I don't know if it did. It might have. I'm I not like sure. It. I like not it. sure. Yeah, it was. I think it was in the top ten singles of the year for one of the. I think it might have been NME's top mm. ten uh, singles of the year. I enjoyed so I think that. it was. It was well regarded. Uh, your choice, Chris. Well, listen. I'm just going to play mine. You know what? Get your glow sticks. At <laughs> <laughs> the ready. So 2004 was my first year at university. There was a nightclub in Aberdeen called Liquid. Yeah. Of course there was. Everyone's got a liquid. And Armin van Helden, my, 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 was <laughs> on a Monday night. I mean, oh, the yeah. memories. The memories. Oh. And I think it came out in autumn. So I think uh, it would have been out just Over as you went Christmas. to uni. Yeah, I went to uni and obviously started in September. And it came out and yeah, oh. Liquid. It was a big hit in Belgium, Denmark, and Norway, and which I know you have an affinity with, Chris. <laughs> and in Aberdeen, Scotland. <laughs> and in Aberdeen. Well, let me tell you. Uh, producer Rog uh, has chosen a cover of Kate Bush, Hounds of Love. The future Ooh. heads were local post-punk heroes in northeast England. Take a listen. I'm liking that choice. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. I like that a there lot. There was a lot of this type of music around at the time, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, there was. And there was just a proliferation of, of different types of sound. I actually think, as much as the early 90s were a very creative time for music, I actually think the early 2000s, there was a real slump at, around the turn of the millennium yeah. when it was just very commercial teen pop 
And I think this is actually, as you sort of chart it, this is when different, as, as music digitizes, as they said at the start, you know, I think this is when other bands kind of found, other acts found their way through and, uh, and you know, became, uh, became popular as well. My choice, actually, um, it's a great album, this. And uh, I saw this particular band perform at Emirates Palace around about 11 years ago in 2010, I think it was. And just remember their rendition of this song was, was one of the great songs that sort of closed the show. Take a listen. That was such a good concert. Yeah, it was, were you there? It was, yeah, of course. So good, wasn't it? Was it was unbelievable. It was so good. in my top five concerts, I think. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. And they, that whole album is fantastic as well. Mr. Brightside. That was um, great. Isn't it weird how you think about how many times our paths must have crossed over the years? Yeah, if someone had stopped you both at that point and said, listen, see you two, you're going to be working together, doing a radio show, you're going to be talking about this concert in 11 years' time, <laughs> you would have laughed. Let's have a listen to some of the other tracks from the year. I've tried to pick out a broad range of them. This one has a very interesting backstory behind it. So uh, Sri Lankan rapper MIA um, he actually won uh, nominations for Hip Hop Record of the Year. And it appears on MIA's debut album, Arula. Now, Arula is the name of MIA's estranged father. And she named it after him because she said if he was really an egomaniac, he'd be looking at himself. He'd be looking himself up and he'd get this pop album stealing his name. It would turn out to be me and he'd have to get in touch with me. He did, but only to ask her to change the name of the album. Hmm. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know MIA was Sri Lankan. Yeah. Either. I didn't know that. Uh, this one. Does anyone remember Goldfrap? I do. They were everywhere this year. Yeah, and I do. this next song is about an experiment in which electrodes were attached to the pleasure centres in the brains of mice. <laughs> she enjoyed Goldfrap. Yeah. Enjoy a bit of gold. Not gonna lie, I would have never guessed that that song was related to lab research. Yeah, it was <laughs> making lab research cool. Sort of. yeah, the Since album in question, Black Cherry, it was hailed by critics as a skilled blend of modern and retro electro pop music. Mick Skinner, aka The Streets, was riding high in 2004, and this very sentimental little song is part of the wider story arc of his album, A Grand Don't Come for Free. Try your eyes, mate. Not a fan, Chris. Not a fan of Mike Skinner, no. That's not my kind of music. I, I do get the fact that a lot of people do. Our good friend Matt Fortune, a big fan of Mr. Skinner. Really? It just does nothing for me. I didn't know this song was so old. Yeah, 2004. Yeah. Not his usual upbeat huh. effort, but it was a big hit that year. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Coldplay's Chris Martin was supposed to be singing the chorus of that. Was but, he really? um they recorded a version, didn't think he, Chris Martin, didn't think it was as good as the one Mike sang. And oh. um, then another guy ended up singing on it. He used to complete random to sing the chorus on that. Oh. Uh, another band that was huge in 04, the Scissor Sisters. Yes. They did a really strange cover of Pink Floyd and they had a lot of other hits like this one. Shamal, shamal, 
became a UK summer anthem, which is really odd because it's about an adulterous hairdresser. <laughs> is it? It's actually. Yeah. Um, in Australia, the song was ranked number 58 on Triple J's Hottest 100 of 2004. Uh, moving on, Funeral was the debut studio album by the Canadian band Arcade Fire. It was released in September, and this was one of the biggest tracks from the album. Arcade Fire, you fan? Nah, I could probably... I could probably ditch that, to be fair. Yeah. A bit niche for me, that. I don't even recall it. One song you will be familiar with, Chris, is the next one. I went this to see huge. these guys. I went to see these guys, in actual fact, in, uh, in concert. Uh, it's the one that I think you're going to next. Yeah, it's Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, very good. Enjoyed Franz Ferdinand. Very good in concert as well. Yeah, we've got a couple more to play, just a few more. Switching genres, big year for hip-hop, rap artists, and one of the biggest stars of the 90s returned to form with this single. I've got a couple of stats from this which are quite amusing. In 2012, Snoop re-recorded this, Pocket Like It's Hot... For a campaign for US <laughs> microwavable smack brand Hot Pockets. Oh, no wonder. And apparently in the office episode Sexual Harassment, Michael Scott sings this as Forward It Like It's Hot. He thinks it's an old school hip hop song, even though it was released just a year earlier. Oh, I love it. Can- Can't say that's my favourite Snoop Dogg song. No, not mine either. Yeah. Uh, Kanye West was not exactly a breakout act this year, but he did have a huge album called College Dropout, and this was one of the big tracks from it. God, show me the way college dropout was amazing mm. he was because again he came out in chicago and that's where i went to college oh really so he was just kind of again you know you start hearing about somebody through the college circuit and everybody's talking about it so yeah he came to our university and did a concert like a year later wow and it was so cool Kanye west yeah. doing the rounds at great western or whatever Northwestern, yeah. Northwestern, sorry, my apologies. Kanye West then, Jesus Walks 2004. Got to give us a rating for the year thus far. Music-wise, does I it... I thought music was decent. Um, not not vintage for me personally, uh, but decent. Varied enough. Films, not so much for me. 2004, it's missing the mark for me. We move on to sport very quickly. And of course, 2004, it was the Olympic Games over in Athens. It was viewed by 203 million unique viewers, which was, I think, the most viewed Olympics outside of the USA until that point. And of course, Michael Phelps was the man who starred in the pool that year. He announced himself to the world at this Olympics. Underworld record pace hit the 350s. going to be very close. Again, 408, 41. Michael Phelps about ready to get his first Olympic medal. It's going to be gold, and it's going to be a new world record. One down for Phelps. Vent gets the silver. He was only a teenager, uh, but he won in the end six golds and two bronze medals, which was the second best performance ever at a single Olympics behind Mark Spitz, who won seven golds in the 1972 Summer Olympics. But, of course... Michael Phelps would go on to win. eight. Eight. I mean, that was his his uh, his zenith was at Be- Beijing, wasn't yeah, it? The peak of his powers yeah. when he won the clean sweep of eight golds. Um, meanwhile, a bit random. This one, canoeist Birgit Fisher, cemented her status as one of the greatest athletes of all time by winning gold at the 2004 games. This was 
uh, 24 years after she won her first gold medal in Amazing. Moscow, which meant she became the youngest and oldest ever Olympic canoeing champion. That's amazing. Pretty amazing. Uh, Yulia Nestorenko of Belarus and Justin Gatlin won the 100-metre sprint goals. Nothing, um, yeah. And we've got to remember this. It is the final of the Euros tonight. Who could forget this one back in 04? Semi-final. They've got a goal here. The heading power of Harris Dias. They've scored from a corner again. He lifted his head and Portugal hang theirs. It's over. It is over. Greece are the champions of Europe. The ultimate outsiders at the start of the tournament. And even at the start of this final... It's a footballing fairy story. They were 150 to one shot. We've talked a lot about Greece's win in the last couple of weeks with the Euros ongoing at the moment. They won all their knockout games 1-0. Uh, Jose Mourinho's legend was born in the Champions League with Porto winning that 3-0. Goals by Carlos Alberto Deco and Dmitry Alinechev. Yeah, Alinechev. Uh, and uh, just a few couple of last ones to finish on. It was peak fed it was. in 04. He won three majors. He did, yeah. He, he, he was kind of at that point, he was just, no one could touch him, no one could no, hold a candle to him. Could. It was the Leighton Hewitt era, it was Andy Roddick era, and it was, it was just before Rafa mm, announced himself, right. and of course later Novak Djokovic. And Phil Mickelson won his first Masters, which was a pretty epic one actually. Just managed just to shade Ernie Els on the back nine to capture his first green jacket. Can't help but think though, 2004, a bit of an outlier, just a year that just was a bit meh, mm. a year that just happened. Off Scripts Time Capsule. Rating and ranking the years that have shaped us. Thank you for listening to the Time Capsule. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate it, and please do, if you've got a moment, give us a review. This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today.